Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 85 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, this is now a Boston Uprising podcast, half of one, because I am going to let my true colors fly this episode, because we, we don't talk about Boston too much because I work for Boston. Um and I, you know, I don't really want to talk crap about it. That's the company I work for. Um, but they did well this week, Joe, which means we're going to be talking about them the whole podcast unless you <laughs> stop me. Aha. Got to be prepared. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but here at On the Flake, we usually go over last week's games first. That's what we'll do. This was the last week leading up to the main melee the May Melee, which I've never said out loud. It's a little bit harder to say out loud than I thought. Well, I'm, I'm yeah, I mean, it. I think in the last week is the only time they actually made it a thing. So yeah, so it's it's, it's not so surprising that uh, <laughs> if you've never said it out loud. Yeah, very true. Um, but this was the week lead again, so this was the one to, to decide seating. So we, we have all the seating set. Um, the brackets are set. Uh, exciting stuff. They literally have a May Melee tab. Uh, on the Overwatch League apps website now, so you can see the brackets there. Um, and yeah, but first, there were games to decide what the brackets were, and uh, Soul Dynasty, back to normal, uh, getting 0 3 this week, Joe. Uh, last we saw them, they were 3 2 the supposed best team in the league, the Shanghai Dragons, uh, and now they face off against one of the worst teams in the Asian region, record-wise, the Chengdu Hunters. And they get 3-0'd by them. Uh, does this confirm in your mind, Joe, this team is a is a double shield team and Hero Pools did help them win against Shanghai? I mean, I think it must be. Uh, you know, I hate to be that blunt, but um, I'd have to go back and look at what our Hero Pools were for Week 8. Because uh, uh, Soul picked up two of their, I guess, four wins now. Um in week eight over uh, the Valiant and the Gladiators. Um, but save uh, that really close win over Shanghai, uh, there are four matches in a row now of, of getting 3-0'd. Um, and yeah, you're right. By, by Chengdu is not exactly a um, glowing review either. Um, it is definitely fair to say. looks like uh, uh, week eight they had no Winston, Lucio, Soldier, Sombra, um, this is, yeah, that's, it seems, uh, it's very, divey. very, <laughs> divey. Seems, yeah. And very, as a result, very anti divey, which, yep. which makes sense. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the, yes, like, I mean, like you said, you know, sold back to their form, you, you know, you hate to see, uh, the game against Shanghai as an exception, but, uh, when you're, you're looking at this team and, uh, this is one of the teams too that like well after they came back from a really long break and it's like well, you know we need more data points we need more data points we don't know exactly where they're going to be um and it's not been super impressive since um which is unfortunate because like the the roster is super impressive and the 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 things that it can do uh are super <laughs> impressive but uh, but yeah not uh not really one for completing things uh our our soul lately yeah, and I, I can't say I'm surprised here, honestly, if you look at the history of these players uh, on the London Spitfire. They did win season one. They won the championship, but they were they went in to playoffs as the fifth seed 
not looking great uh, throughout the season, looking very spotty, winning one stage, doing awful the next. Um, this team is clearly only good in certain metas, and then other metas, they crumble, they fall, they don't look like gods. Uh, and I this is I don't know if there's this much of an extreme in the rest of the Overwatch League, honestly, Joe. Like, I think these players specifically, like, one day will clearly look like the best team in the world and just, and everyone will be like, why did I ever doubt these guys? Clearly, they're amazing. Prophet's a god. All these people are gods. Gesture's the best main tank. And then the next day, they're, you know, 3 owed by the Chen- Chengdu Hunters, and they look awful. And this team is completely different. Um, I think it's time to stop being surprised that this keeps happening. Um <laughs> These players just have a history of being inconsistent, but they can luck out. And if they get the meta that they want at the right time, then hell, they can win the whole the whole thing, Joe. So that's what could happen here for this uh, May Melee, where there are no hero bans. So technically, Arissa won't be banned, and they technically could play double shield. It's just, it's will people counter it better? Will the meta not fit double shield when everything's available? So we'll... Uh, yeah, it, it's been... It's been uh, like 10 weeks, something like that, since all of the heroes have been available in the Overwatch League. Mm-hmm. It's a big it's a big moment. I'm, I'm excited to see it, honestly, uh, because uh, we once again get a brand new meta and we get it for a whole tournament. So it's going to be interesting to see how uh, much this differs from what we just saw in the month of May uh, with the hero bands every week, because we really did see different teams every week for for some of these teams so if souls just the best example of that because they spent the month of may getting three owed and then beating the best team in the league supposed best team in the league at least the best team in the asian region before they beat them um so yeah it's it's gonna be interesting i'm excited for this tournament not only because it's a tournament and i'm excited to see teams like probably the shock confusion to face off but i'm excited to see uh, a week without bands see what happens Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see what else we have in the Asian region here. Um, it's London's Pitfire uh, got 3 0'd again. They continue their woes. They got 3 0'd by Shanghai and Hangzhou Spark. Um, no one's really surprised anymore by this because they never really came out and had a fantastic performance here in the Asian region. They've had some okay performances and some times where they've like looked like they could shine but yeah so far i think a lot of people would agree they're at the bottom of these of of these teams here in the asian region so not a surprise i guess shanghai was back on track if that makes everyone feel better after they lost to seoul they beat london Um, yeah it's definitely one you needed um if you're shanghai and yeah that'd be they certainly got the consistency that uh not super surprising that they um able to bring that back yeah um besides that uh nyxl beat hangzhou spark um which secured them a nice little three seed there in the tournament uh hangzhou spark had a little bit of of news this week that uh, I, uh that as is going to be we're going to talk about a bit later um to the point where people were worried that they would not be able to uh play in this May melee, but it looks like all signs point to them being able to play. It has to do with Gooshway and uh, his visa running out, but it, it looks like they'll still be able to play according to some sources. So 
That'll That's be good. good. Yeah. I, I would rather them not have a team missing um, because every single team is there. So with all the issues that have happened, it just it would be be, be another top-in on this season. Um, but besides that, in the Asian region, you had the Guangzhou Charge, 3-2-ing Chengdu Hunters, um, and a close one to secure a number one seed, which is the only team that gets a bye in the Asian region. So that's actually really great for them. They're already in the semifinals, and they get to pick their opponent for the semifinals, which is also amazing. Um, as far as, I mean... Guangzhou Charge, at the end of this May Melee, we know they've, uh, Joe, we know everyone has only played a few teams. They haven't played everyone. Um, we, we've gotten a little bit of a sample size. I guess in the Asian region, you've you've spread your wings a little bit more. You've played a little bit more of the teams. But um, do you think Guangzhou Charge deserves this number one seed? Of course, they earned it. But do you think they're actually they the did. best team? Do you think they're actually the best team in this Asian region? Yeah, they did earn it. Um, and the way they earned it was on the backs of wins over... London, really close win over Chengdu. Um, I believe they also beat uh, uh, Seoul, I think. Um, and then lost to Shanghai, I believe, were there four matches this month. I'm trying to pull that up to confirm. Um, Shanghai was in but, April. Um, but the, oh, okay. the other one was a win against New York, which is probably their most oh, yeah. impressive win. Yeah, so they... they they beat Seoul and London and Chengdu really close, uh, and yes, yeah, so a solid win over New York. That that's that's like the 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 shining you know bright spot on on the record of the Guangzhou Charge in the month of May. Um, but your other wins, I mean, you don't really, um, I don't really um, think of them that highly. Is not really quite the word, but. Um, you would have loved to see more quality wins for for Guangzhou this month, um, just in terms of like, you know, solidifying uh, the number one spot in Asia. Like, considering they didn't play uh, Shanghai, they didn't play. Uh, I guess the the only other teams they didn't play, they didn't play Shanghai, they didn't play Hangzhou. Uh, that's weird to think about because there's so few teams, but. Uh, but, but, yeah, I mean, you know, wins over uh, London, Chengdu, Seoul. I mean, in in lots of ways, those are like the bottom three um, teams in Asia right now. And so, you, you know, to get yourself up to the number four mark, and then you beat New York. But there's a lot of unanswered questions. I mean, just based on like the nature of these the qualifiers for this tournament. But um, I, I, I guess in terms of strength of schedule, maybe. Um, <laughs> Guangzhou certainly had an advantage, and you know, and a really good month. You know, that's not to disqualify uh, that they only dropped four maps uh, in four matches, but uh, yeah, yeah, definitely worth thinking about. And uh, I did when it came to bracket time. <laughs> yeah, uh, Guangzhou Charge. Yeah, an interesting month. I'm with you, Joe. Strike the schedule. Not the most impressive part to look at Guangzhou's resume here this month. Uh, but a win against NYXL is pretty impressive. Would they win in a non-hero pool meta? Probably not, is what I'm guessing. Um, and you kind of get a preview of like of how that meta is going to play off by like who, who everyone chose in this bracket. Um, and the fact that Soul Dynasty has been 0-3'd a ton, but the fact that both Shanghai Dragons and NYXL passed on playing them tells me a lot about 
how how Soul Dynasty is probably going to do in this tournament. And it's probably going to be better than when they get 3-0'd. They're probably going to be able to play double shield, or at least people are worried that they're going to be able to play double shield and look good doing it. So, um, yeah, interesting. That's, that's pretty much the Asian region right there. We'll get more into the bracket later um, in the show when we predict it. We both made brackets. Exciting stuff. Um, but let's talk about North America, Joe, because we had some... Some nice matches there. Um, there were some surprises. One surprise particularly that I can't wait to talk about, but let's talk about other things first. Uh, one thing that wasn't surprising was the Vancouver Titans. That are, their Tier 2 contenders team is not beating Overwatch League teams. Uh, still, they got 3-0'd by Houston. They got 3-0'd by Philly. Um, and I think the one we want to talk about, Joe, is the one against Philly because... Um, that one was actually eventful, and someone named Chipsa played. And uh, I don't know who this guy is, Joe, but everyone's <laughs> going nuts for him. It's crazy, yeah. Uh, he's the unluckiest player in the league. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, whether he's whether he's fallen off the map or wrecking face um, of the the faces of the Vancouver second winders, I mean, uh, it, it, it was a really good... <laughs> Uh, really good series, and yes, they pulled out Chipsa on Oasis, uh, basically for no reason other than to play him, I think, because um, then they took they him could. out immediately after it. They could play the other two maps, uh, but uh, but yeah, it really really solid showing there on the control map, um, and you know Philly didn't really let up the the gas <laughs> since or you know after that, uh, Chipsa making the the sixth DPS player uh, to play alongside Carpe in three seasons, uh, which was a fun statistic. Uh, Captain Planet threw out there. Nice. Um, but yeah, and so you know he's he's currently one and zero in the Overwatch League. Um, map record, match record, the whole thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of course, he's tweeting out his stats like crazy. People are posted his stats, even though it's a one map. He's like. I got better numbers than all these people. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a fun meme. It got a lot of people watching. There are a lot of people that joined the stream because of it. And then when he left, uh, so many people disliked the stream on YouTube. There were like thousands of dislikes after he left because the chat was spamming dislike or whatever. Dislike the video to get Chips back or whatever. Yeah. Tucker uh, from the... Uh Philadelphia Fusion Management has confirmed that he will play again on Reddit. He made some uh, comment to somebody else. Wow! It was funny. It was funny because there was you know somebody was saying, "Oh no, Chipster probably will play again," and, and Tucker replied and said, "Yes, he will." And the person wow. came back and was like, well, "Well, you know, what do you know?" And <laughs> somebody had to point out to him that this was in fact the president of, of Philadelphia Fusion. <laughs> but, what do you know? But, what? <laughs> yeah. oh, he's trying to pick an argument with him. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, this whole... Ch- I mean, Philly's just doing so well this year that they can put in chips up. <laughs> especially against Vancouver, who they everyone knew they were going to stomp. It would have been insane if, if Vancouver pulled off a, an upset or even grabbed a map off Philly, honestly. Uh, but that was, that was a fun part of the weekend, for sure. Um, Absolutely. I think, I think he may have been my MVP that I wrote down <laughs> for this week. <laughs> He was uh, not, but oh, he, he kind of deserves okay. it. He kind of deserves <laughs> it. Yes, yeah, I, I think I, I think I considered it. 
You should have. Uh, <laughs> I should have. What was I thinking? Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that. I don't know if, I think Philly was undefeated in May because of this. That did not secure them the number one seed because their map differential wasn't good enough, uh, but they did get the three seed. Um, Florida and San Francisco both did better than them. Speaking of Florida, they faced Washington this week, 3-1 them. Um, and this was particularly interesting. I mean, Florida, much like Guangzhou, hasn't had the toughest strength of schedule this month. Uh, but there's everyone's still super impressed by them. It's impressive how easily they're they're taking maps off people. Their map streak, their map winning streak, uh, ended in Hanamura against Washington this week. So no more map streak for them. Uh, but this was most notable because uh, Washington has a complete Korean starting lineup now because they picked up Stitch and Janu. I don't know if we reported that last week. Were we in time for that, Joe? I can't remember. Um, uh, no, that is on uh, this week's yeah. uh, this week's show. Yeah, Stitch and Janu. If you don't know who they are, they were on the <laughs> Vancouver Titans a couple weeks ago, and now they're on the Washington Justice at least for 14 days because they're on 14-day contracts. But Washington has come out. They've said like they have intentions of signing them for longer, um, and it's actually a really nice thing. They said they want to do 14-day contracts, contracts to make sure Janu and Stitch were comfortable with the situation and to show yeah. them that it wasn't the same as Vancouver. <laughs> Plus, I mean, they, they have to, pl- they, yeah, they have to play on lots of ping and stuff too. So, mm-hmm. um, gives you that chance too. Yeah. So, w- w- Vancouver, some players are back here. There are more Vancouver signings we'll talk about later, but we've we've got the first pairing, I guess, the first two that are signing to a team together. Um, and John, who of course, an MVP candidate from last year. Um, yeah, it's hard to. It's hard to to win when you when you're getting acquainted to new teammates and you're on an insane amount of ping, um, which they were unable to do. But also, Florida Mayhem is very confident right now, Joe. Like they're on top of the world. They're on a nice winning streak, and no one is bringing them down quite yet. Um, I, I'm interested, Joe, in your opinion on the Washington Justice, and if you are one of those teams and you, in Washington Justice, is in front of you, you're one of those teams with a seed that has a chance to pick between like Washington justice, Boston uprising, all those teams. Uh, do you Washington justice looks like a scary team on paper, but do you pick them Joe just because of their ping issues and new teammates, stuff like that? Uh, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, certainly if I'm the, uh, what team picks first, I believe Paris picks first. Certainly if I'm the Paris eternal, I don't, um, uh, I, the, the, out of the, the teams that'll be left, uh, which is what Boston, Washington, Houston, and the winner of Vancouver um, versus Toronto, which again, we'll, <laughs> we'll get into this, but uh, yeah, certainly Washington is not my first choice. Um, if I'm Paris um, and I believe uh, Atlanta gets the second pick, uh, spoiler alert, Atlanta does pick Washington uh, in my bracket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as as the second team to play, but um, but yeah, I think it's they're certainly not in. I mean, from what I know, which is not much about the actual workings of the team, but they're certainly not in the greatest position to uh, find success. I wouldn't think in this tournament right now, just with all the transitions that are happening within the organization, uh, and obviously we'll we'll see <laughs> sort of how that plays out. But he you know lost to Florida this past week. Um, uh, you, you know that's that's something, but uh, 
but yeah, then just trying to get all that settled before, um, you know, what, what will be a, a whole big event this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I think this team, I mean, we have more news about this team uh, later on because today there was some very weird news coming out of Washington's camp, but um, yeah, with high ping, this team's not as good as they could be in my opinion, but they've, they've got an impressive roster now. Clearly they want to go all Korean now. Um, now that they've lost uh, Corey and Stratus, uh, their star DPS duo, uh, clearly they're they're focused more on on reshuffling the roster here, which makes sense. They were having a bad year, so it, picking up the Vancouver Titans scraps is not a bad idea for this team, not at all. Yeah, there are worse choices you can make. <laughs> Absolutely, um, you could have what the Vancouver Titans had to have. Um, yeah, so this is great for them. Uh, going forward maybe not so great right now when everyone's on iPink but great moving forward um all right let's talk about it Joe I can't hold it in anymore <laughs> do Bust, it go Boston for it. Uprising has won a game for the first time and they were on a nine game losing streak and they have broken that curse by winning all control maps <laughs> to beat the Los Angeles Gladiators uh, of course, I look at the box score and I'm like, of course, that's how Boston Uprising has to win. Um, there has to be a draw in there. We have to go to at least six or seven maps. Um, and I, I mean, last time against Houston, they were actually losing a lot on control. And that was the reason it went to seven maps. They had like a good lead because of the other maps. And then once we got to control, Uprising kept losing until the final map and they finally won. <laughs> Uh, but Joe, this is probably one of the more enter- entertaining matches. I think it was it was looked at by uh, by a lot of people because Catbread made his debut that week and was flipping coins to predict matches because uh, Bren and all side showed all of them basically think that, that that you could just do that with hero pools in play. Um, <laughs> so Catbread was there to flip some coins the coins said the uprising was gonna win and cat Brown was right top tier analyst so. <laughs> there you go i mean you know if, they, if that's what it takes for you know accuracy in your prediction stats you know that's that's something <laughs> <laughs> we should just flip coins on this show joe I, that's i feel like i would do better if i just flipped a coin. oh yeah i see nothing wrong with that <laughs> Uh, but this is, I mean, this is a storyline for both teams, this game, I feel like, because the Gladiators, on the Gladiator side, they looked worse than they usually do. On the Uprising side, they looked much better than they usually do. So this was an off game for both of them. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. to, but to go, I mean, to go away from the Hero Pools argument, Joe, which I feel like some people would blame Hero Pools for this, but... I honestly wouldn't. And that's coming from someone who has been close to this team uh, very often. I I would give credit where credit's due to Punk, uh, bringing a completely new energy to this team as an aggressive off-tank player. And uh, this uprising lacked aggressiveness. They lacked confidence to push, be aggressive. And the team I saw this week was not that. They... We're the complete opposite. They were so confident to be aggressive and knew when to at the right times. Um, they just looked like a whole new team. And if whatever, Fusions must be best friends with Punk, Joe, because this is my MVP <laughs> of the week is Fusions because, because I love the dude, Cameron. I love you, man. <laughs> You're a great dude. And this week, 
like you improved so much and you looked so good. Uh, I have not seen you perform better maybe ever. Like this might be one of your best matches. I think you played so well. Um, so Fusions is my MVP of the week. I think Punk enabled him to to be more confident and play his style, which is super aggressive. He wants to be like Bumper was. He wants to be like those uh, those players. Um, but the rest of the team maybe wasn't allowing him to do that. Once Punk came in, everyone was being aggressive alongside Fusions, and not, and then it really worked. Um, but yeah, Joe, I got anything to say about about uprising about gliders that i haven't already said clearly i've thought about this match a lot <laughs> yeah no no it's super good um it, and i think you're right there's you know quote unquote there's blame to be placed on both sides uh, after this match but yeah it's really nice um and again from the new new addition to boston to i'm trying to think was he new this week or must have been new last week um punk yeah punk, the, was, punk was picked up this well his first game was this week yeah, I don't remember when he was. Um, he was picked up last week, sometime. But yeah, you're right. Like I'm thinking about like the the Reinsaria that, that Boston was able to play. Uh, did they play Kings Row? Looks like they did not. Um, but, but like to have uh, to, to, to have that Zarya and Punk, you're absolutely right. Um, in fact, you're able to convince me to to swap around my MVP picks. <laughs> um, they, they, yeah, I, I think you're right. That that's that was a really nice pickup. Um, that definitely showed. Um, for Boston in the series, and yeah, the Gladiators looking looking a little off, looking a little um, stiff. Maybe is a good word. Uh, I feel like I I describe teams like that uh, <laughs> relatively frequently, but um, but yeah, really nice match. Um, I know that was your your match to rewatch for sure. In fact, yep. uh, I I had uh, written that on our show document <laughs> even before we before <laughs> sat I down to record. Joe already knew. Joe but, already knew. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, this is. Uh, but props to some of the gladiators, specifically Space, who had some nuts plays in this game. Um, where I, I think it was on a point on Li Zhang where he blocked Color Hex's Echo Duplicate Shatter. Then he blocked Fusion's Real Shatter. Um, and then he he uh, stopped the Dead Eye from happening with his accretion. Uh, and they still lost the fight. <laughs> it was a <laughs> it was a, a crazy moment. Like he was just. <laughs> And on Sigma, he was just denying every alt, but it did not matter. The rest of his team just died. Anyways, um, Space did play super well this match. I don't know what's happened with Glad. They played Paintbrush the first half of this game, and th- that was a map they lost and a map they tied on. Then once Big Goose was brought in, they won Gibraltar and they won Blizzard World. Um, Big Goose was still in for the last two maps, but they ended up losing. So... Maybe it was just they planned this week without Big Goose, and then it was like a last second, oh, put Big Goose in, paintbrush isn't working. Um, and that eventually just faded off because Big Goose hadn't practiced as much. Um, yeah. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, let's. what other matches we got? San Francisco Shock 3 0 Atlanta Rain, which didn't surprise me that much, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I think we... Uh, I'm trying to remember if we picked that this last week or not. Yeah, I think I'm we did. Sure I we think did, we both but... picked Shock, but I, yeah, yeah. The both these teams have. It's been a journey since they uh, famously played um, in that game in the playoffs last year, where Atlanta famously beat the San Francisco Shock in a huge upset. It's been a while since that match, Joe, because 
I think the Atlanta Reign are a lot worse than they were in that moment. Uh, whereas the San Francisco Shock lost some of their best key players. They lost another one this week that we'll talk about. Um, I wouldn't call this one key exactly. He was benched mostly. But um, Shock has changed a ton since then too. But it hasn't affected them as much as Atlanta. Atlanta changed. We thought changed for the good, Joe. But they're not doing well this season so far. They're They're, I mean... They're still getting wins. They're like right in the middle there. They've got they're an average team here. They're five and five, but based off of how they did at the end of last year and the players they picked up, we weren't expecting this team to be five and five, right? We were expecting them to be one of the top teams. No, oh, yeah, and I mean even against um, uh, like even at the beginning of the season, when they were all playing, um, you know, inside of the uh, inside of the Atlantic Division. Uh, you know, we had Atlanta right up there as like number three in the Atlantic Division, and um, the or or four, three or four in the Atlantic Division. I, I think um, certainly by now it's it's fair to say that uh, I think Paris is probably the better team. Um, if we were to compare them head to head, it's certainly Paris with a nice win over Dallas too this past week um, helps contribute to that. But yeah, once once the Pacific Division opened up. Uh, Atlanta's gotten the raw end of a couple matchups against uh, Ellie Valiant and against now the Shock. Uh, that certainly hasn't helped. Um, uh, but yeah, no, you're right. It's it's certainly a little bit. Uh, it's not quite as much as we were um, expecting from from this roster, which is yeah, you're right. Super, uh, pretty well, uh, it. it pretty well expected that's not the way to, to say that but uh there are high expectations for this roster coming into the season and yeah not quite uh uh not not quite doing uh what we expected it to yeah five and five though is surprisingly still like eighth place overall in the league right now there are a lot of teams that are under 500 right now in this league more than not which is crazy um, but it might be just because you have those teams at the top, eleven and two and twelve and one with the Philly Fusion Chigai Dragons, and then eight and two for the Shock. So uh, it's pretty top heavy this year. I'd say those those three are like the heavy favorites. NYXL is almost there. At times, Souls there, but the rest of the league is really playing catch up this year, Joe. Because I look at like the teams that would be in this wild card tournament that they're going to have again. And I'm not impressed by too many of the names there, to be honest. I don't think, based off their performances so far this year, I don't think any of them could take on Fusion, Dragon, Shock, and NYXL, even Eternal Mayhem, have made really easy work of some of these teams that I'm looking at. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting seeing how top-heavy the league this is this year. And I think that a big contributing factor is a lot of teams are just, like, falling apart this year or selling all their players and these are the teams that did the opposite and bought in or got to just keep the championship roster or whatever. So interesting stuff happening in the league, I guess. Uh, do you want to talk briefly about fuel? I mean, fuel confuses me. They continue to confuse me. <laughs> they always have confused me. This is normal. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's, it's true. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, really nice win for Paris. Um, definitely needed that in terms of like securing a, a seed. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know. We were joking around earlier this week. Uh, 
when I sent over the the bracket link we were going to fill out. Um, it's sort of the the thumbnail of it had had Dallas uh, winning all of the uh, <laughs> North the American melee. tournament, uh, and I was <laughs> you were you were a little surprised that I had yeah. I had been so so daring to make that pick, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I I didn't in fact uh, have Dallas going all the way. Uh, it's interesting. That's the yeah. default image. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's uh, it's a fuel fan that made the website. Clearly, yeah, it's it's one of a, a vast's uh, uh, Twitch mods, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, this game, I, th- I think, feels pretty good still. So this, honestly, this game is the game that is more defining for Paris. I feel like this was the one where, where I'm like, okay, Paris, these guys are pretty good. These guys are pretty good. And I think it's mostly coaching, honestly. I think it's their new coaches because they have a lot of the same players they had last year, especially right now when XZ can't even play. Um, they're still using a lot of their players from last year, uh, but they look a million times better. So it has to be coaching, right? Like it has to be those. It has to be Rush um, and, and the people that came in from Korea that's just that are just helping out a ton. They look a lot better this year. Um, the last game of the week was Valiant versus Defiant, which was actually a huge match for both teams uh, because if Valiant lost, I believe they would have been kicked out of a quarterfinals bye. And if Toronto had won this game, they would have been kicked out of a qualification round that they have to play now. Uh, but that, unfortunately, barely um, missed for Toronto as they lost 3-2 to Valiant. Valiant ended up going undefeated in May with a not-so-impressive schedule. Uh, but still looking good. They got the fourth seed, um, and they're already in the quarterfinals, so they can say that. Um, but an unfortunate month of May for Toronto, who ended up going 0-3 alongside Vancouver. Those two teams were the only teams to go 0-3, so that's not Yeah, and, and super close to trying to get around, too, but yeah, uh, the reverse sweep was almost real. <laughs> that didn't happen. For for Toronto, yeah, and yeah, Toronto is like, I, even though they went zero three, honestly, they kept it close in some of these games. I think one of the game they looked, one of the games they they looked pretty bad. I'm trying to remember what the games were, but the other game they they were keeping it close too. So yeah, they took a map off Shock one one week. So they Shock's obviously a, a tough schedule. Then they had to face the Gladiators as well. Um, so they basically just had to face all the Western teams, which is tough for them. They had to face Glads, uh, Valiant, and Shock. And they kept it close, and they took a map in each one. So unfortunate that they have to play this game. Luckily, it is against the Vancouver second wins, as Joe likes to call them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the little things. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they're, they're definitely not going to have tons of problems making it out of that first round, I think is fair to say. Um, but yeah, certainly not, uh, not the position you want to be in. Um, and, and you can contrast, like you said, their May schedule with a lot of the other Atlantic teams as well, or a lot of the other North American teams. Mm -hmm. Especially when you have to, now you have to play two games on Friday. I'm assuming, I, I don't think they've released the schedule, but I'm assuming that Friday, um, they're playing the qualification game and all that first round. So um, oh yeah, I don't know. That'll be a bit rough too. Like, I, yeah, I'm assuming that it's just a whole weekend thing. Um, so I, I, I would guess that they would want they wouldn't just have one game on Friday, 
Uh, <laughs> if anything, they would stuff like the semifinals and finals on the same day or something like that. So, um, but we'll see. I, I, I'm I'm excited for this May melee. Um, did you mention your MVP? Or you're giving it to Punk? Uh, yeah, Kay. that's what I'm saying. You you convinced me with your sweet your speech. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad I could. Punk Punk deserves it too. I I made a video with him as an introduction video. You could check it out on the Boston Uprising YouTube. Um, so I got to talk to him for a bit, and he's a super nice guy. So, uh, yeah, glad you gave him MVP, Joe. Does he have an Australian accent? Of course he does. He's <laughs> of course he does. I mean, he's a dual citizen, but he was only born in America. He was born in Denver, and then they moved to Australia. But he still has an Australian accent because he has been there almost all of his life, um, nice. which is great. I love Australian accents. We already had a New Zealand accent, which is my favorite accent by far. Um, it mean, color accent. Now we get an Australian one, too, so. Uh, we got news, Joe, and the first piece of news, which definitely should be our headline, hey. is... Uh, Punk liked my MVP tweet. Wait, Punk liked it? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> this is our, our, our second recurring se- uh, segment of live live announcing people who like our tweets in real time. Wow, this is maybe <laughs> the best day of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wonder if Punk knows that I am on this podcast. <laughs> I don't know if any uh-huh. of I don't know if any of our players know I have a podcast, but um, yeah, you you were talking to Fusions directly earlier. I was going to ask you if he if he yeah, listened. <laughs> I don't know if he listens, but uh, <laughs> he might he might after he sees we tweeted at him, uh, and and go. that I mentioned in the tweet because he followed me on Twitter the other day, so he knows my Twitter. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. But, hmm, okay, what was that? Oh, yeah, tokens. League tokens. They're back. Not fully back, but they're back. They're, they're kind of back. They're not back on YouTube, which is unfortunate. Yes. Um, they're back on the Overwatch League website, which is kind of YouTube because the YouTube player is embedded on the Overwatch League website. So the player will still need YouTube. That website traffic. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine I like I'm a nice guy, so I like to assume that it's just because YouTube hasn't figured out the tech for it yet, um, and not because they just want the website traffic. But that could also <laughs> yeah, be. that was mostly sarcastic. I imagine it's <laughs> it's mostly a tech issue. Yeah, I, I imagine just they haven't figured it out yet. Um, so yeah, you can only uh, they changed the formula. I think it was three tokens per hour last year with. Um, 100 with random 100 token drops. They've gotten rid of the 100 token drops so that they could just up it to five tokens per hour. And according to uh, John Spector in uh, Reddit comments, that is better odds for you, or that's that's just better for you because the odds for you getting that 100 token drop weren't that high. So you would average it about like four tokens per hour if you were getting it as much as you should or whatever. Um, so you should be getting more tokens with this system, is what he's saying. Um, but yeah, it, which is good. Yeah, of course it's good. And they assured everyone that um, you don't have to watch for the full hour. They like keep track of your time. So if you've watched for thirty minutes, you can leave. Don't worry. And the next thirty minutes you watch will be added to your last thirty minutes. Um. Uh, of course, this also works on the iOS and Android app. 
Um, because you, we know how great their uh, the apps are awful. Their app is never updated. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you really want to use it, you can. Um, yeah, they're kind of a little bit back. It'll be interesting to see if viewership boosts because of it, or you could also point to it boosting because it's a tournament. Who knows? It might both. It might double boost because both of those things are true. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, okay, we got some Mangachu news, which I actually didn't know about. Um, so he tweeted, still under a player contract, but I've updated my role in the Toronto Defiant as a coach. I spent most of my time so far working with the DPS players, and I've been enjoying it. Appreciate the org letting me explore this potential career path. Um, so Mangachu, no longer a, a player, and as Joe put it on her sheet, he is now Manga Coach. Oh, yeah. It's just like the 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 Torbachu or the <laughs> yeah you know whatever <laughs> you have to put as many words together as you possibly can yeah of course um, yeah but I, yeah I have no issues with this move Megachu he used to be pretty pretty damn good I don't think he's that great anymore. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, he's not getting tons of playtime either, so... Yeah, which I imagine is the reason why, because he's, he's not that great anymore, but he's he's a good Overwatch mind, obviously. He once was a great DPS player, in my opinion, so... Okay. What else we got? We got Bazzy and a bunch of people retiring. Although, actually, I think it's just him. Never mind. <laughs> Bazzy... <laughs> Uh, Bazzy is retired. Yeah, it's just Bazzy. Not we. We're so used to more people retiring here, um, but it's just it's just Bazzy. Um, you had like, God, I can't remember who tweeted it. I think it was one of the one of the Vancouver players tweeted that he was uninst that he was uninstalling Valorant. Oh, Hawksaw. Hawksaw yeah, was on its, <laughs> was was retiring from competitive Valorant. Yeah, retiring from yeah. retiring from Valorant. Um, so you had that retirement, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, DPS player for Hangzhou Spark Bazzi, if you didn't know, has retired. Um, but he has been replaced already um, by Architect. So I guess I'll just skip to that because they do relate. Uh, he has been it's true. I should have grouped that better. <laughs> he has been replaced by Architect, of course, San Francisco Shock DPS player who is nuts, but is in one of the most nuts DPS lines of all time. So he cannot play that much. Um, this is a really good pickup for Spark. I, I think more people should have been going to the, to the Shock bench and saying, here's my money. Give me that player that you're not using that much. <laughs> Please. Shaq. Sure. Well, and uh, I think the official announcement tweet even um, describes it as the picking up architect as a flex player, mm. which makes sense considering how much support um, yeah. he's been playing too. Yeah, he's been playing a lot of lots, support, and he's good at it. Lots of lots of Ana. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty dang good at it. Um, okay, we got our, of course, um, our Vancouver news. We've got a. F- one, two, three, four Vancouver players that have been picked up so far. People are picking up the pieces. Slime going to Soul Dynasty. It's a great pickup for them. Stitch, Janu, we talked about them earlier, going to the Washington Justice. And then uh, Twilight going to Shock, which, God, 
how how much crazier can this team be, Joe? Um, God, the shock is now even more stacked than they already were. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, just when you just when you think they're finally going to trim the fat <laughs> and then and then they sign Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, it's just crazy. Um, but I think it's cute how like um, how friendly Shock and Vancouver have been despite they're like they were like the rivalry last year. And this year they've been like really friendly with each other on Twitter um, through all their losses and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, Twilight, Moth, Violet as your support line is nuts like like there's an argument that those three supports are like the the three best supports in the league joe (laughs) that's crazy uh so that's yeah nuts um so losing architect ain't ain't so bad for shock picking up twilight huge um soul picking up slime they now have four supports Uh, of course bedosian toby creative um and it, Toby never seems to be able to be pushed away, but this seems like another attempt to do it. So, see if it happens this time. Yeah, he's he's, he's always he's always there for for Soul to rely on. <laughs> yeah, which is great for Soul, I guess, because he's he's a pretty consistent player. But obviously, I wouldn't say he's like the best player still. He's with age, he's gotten a little bit worse. But slime. He's pretty dang good too, and if slime doesn't work out, Toby's still there. He's all reliable. So uh, yeah, I remember his mercy was super good when uh, back when mercy was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> forgot that forgot that hero existed. Um, <laughs> mercy. Uh, of course, we talked about the justice one earlier. I don't have much more to say about it unless you do, Joe. It, it's a good pickup when they have lost a lot of their roster, right? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Um, and we alluded to this uh, other staffing change as well, but didn't explicitly say it. Um, I, I forget the the language that they used to describe it, but it was like awful a, a roster direction change or something. Really awful language. Uh, and and they dropped uh, Balin uh, and Bonnie, who I believe are was like a manager and coach, respectively, um, for the team just just today, I think. Yep. Um, yeah, I highly recommend going to read the tweet. It's awful. Like, I, <laughs> whoever their PR person is, is not good at it. <laughs> uh, because they, they, I mean, it just, I'll read it right now. It says, to better equip our competitive team for success, we are announcing the release of Annalyn Baolindang and Chris Bonnie Bennell from their roles effective immediately. So that first census right there is what is pissing a lot of people off um, because they're just so blunt about it, Joe. They're just straight up like to better equip our competitive team for success. <laughs> like just just like without these two people, our <laughs> our team will be way better. <laughs> That's not what you want to say yeah. when two people are leaving your organization. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Uh, and sure enough, yeah, Balin as as GM and Bonnie as one of the. Uh, individual coaches but yeah that's um you you gotta be you gotta be interested in that or something i don't know what the deal is with that exactly but but yeah that and roster changes and all that yeah it makes me think washington might not be in the greatest position to um for success in this tournament but of course that remains to be seen yeah it seems like they will be in the middle of a rebuild this weekend rather than actually playing 
Um, so don't know. I, I highly recommend looking at all the replies because it seems like everyone in the Overwatch community came out to this post and said, what the hell is this? You had, you had question marks. You had Jake saying, this is not it. Uh, Flame saying L, Super saying, that's just kind of weird. Um, Stratus <laughs> with a frowny face, lots of L's. Um, yeah, people not a fan of this. You had Raucous with just awful LOL. So, yeah. Um, and Neptuno said, that's the goodbye I want for me when I get kicked. So, <laughs> so sweetie. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah, I mean, this is just, everyone's just ragging on Washington today. Deservedly so. I, it's, that wasn't good. Um, all right, we had some roster construction updates. Um, because which was basically that you can have uh, uh, seven minimum roster uh, down from eight, and then the other thing was the fourteen day contracts, I believe. Yep. Um, and player locations. They basically just said it's fine to have people anywhere in the world. Yeah. So, um, it, which we've proved uh, experimentally already. <laughs> yep. That's 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 you probably heard that news it's a week old at this point. It happened probably right after we recorded our show or whatever. Um so yeah, 40 day contracts that we've already seen that used twice I guess with John and Stitch. So uh that seems like a nice little thing in these times when when uh people are having to go through so many people and it's harder to sign people of course because it's harder to fly people over, it's harder to it to get them in person. Um, it's hard to talk to them in person, which is important when you're trying to look for a new player, honestly. So, um, anniversary event is happening, Joe, which is my personal event, personal favorite event, because it's all the events smushed into one. So who wouldn't love that? Um, absolutely. Yeah. Were there new patch notes to come with this? I believe there were, including the community. There was indeed. Yeah. Cause, um, it's this uh, patch 1.48 that's been sitting on the PTR for a while. Um, has now been moved to live. Um, and I think even a little bit more than that, too. Um, but that's sort of the minimum amount of what we're looking at here. Uh, the anniversary event is live. Um, they're rotating through old uh, old brawl events. Uh, they've got a bunch of new skins and basically every other skin ever. Um which are all in boxes, which is why I'm going to buy some boxes <laughs> uh, here before too long. Uh, so that's a thing that exists. The communication wheel is out now, uh, fully voiced, uh, 26 different communication options for every hero. Uh, you can go customize that on the live server now. Uh, the patch notes are now visible in client. You don't need to open a web browser. So that's, that's a thing. Um, and now you can... Uh, update custom game settings and still maintain the same custom game code uh, which is cool because uh, before if you wanted to update or publish a new version of your custom game you had to have a different code um, but now you don't have to change the code so that's cool and in fact you can renew an expired code um, and keep the same uh, keep the same code so that's cool uh, and the resetting the basketballs on control maps is also live now. 
So, and they and the the changes to play of the game that uh, they were going to make that I don't know if we ever explicitly talked about on this show. I don't think we did. Uh, but they said they were going to retune the formula for that um, to emphasize more active participation in fights. That is also live now. Well, good. Excuse me. That did need a change. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's a competitive deathmatch season uh, now through June 10th, so that's like 20 days. Some, excuse me, something like that. I love deathmatch. Um, I freaking love it. There you go. And now um, some balance changes have gone through, and I forget if these. I don't think these were on the PTR. I think they were most they were. recently featured on an experimental yeah. card. Experimental or exclusive. Two experimental cards, maybe. I think it was just one. Um, okay. Uh, so we've already touched on these, so I'll go through them quickly. Uh, Ana's uh, left-click healing has been reduced from 75 to 70 per bullet. Uh, Ash's secondary fire, uh, when she scopes while holding right-click, uh, now will reach max zoom halfway through the aim down sights animation instead of at its conclusion. So that's a thing, I guess. Uh, Bastion got a spread reduction uh, in his sentry mode, which is when he's not moving. Um, but also, uh, the spread will begin. Um, uh, oh, sorry, no. The the spread will begin to decrease more rapidly because, uh, in fact, he got a change uh, several or a couple bastion changes ago, where the longer he fires, the more accurate he becomes, um, and so now that accuracy starts to increase more rapidly. Also, his self repair healing. Um, the resource drain and refill rate has changed um, to result in a net increase of healing per second just a little bit, um, but you won't notice it too much because most people don't just sit and hold left-click on Bastion, or right-click on Bastion. They do, in fact, just sit and hold left-click on Bastion. <laughs> uh, so that's the thing. Um, Doomfist um, can now, it's a sort of... Uh, just a, a tech change more than anything, can now hold down E uh, to use Seismic Slam as soon as you're able, uh, and and if it's valid, if you're in the air at the time. Uh, so a couple couple tech changes to Seismic Slam might feel a little bit different now. Echo's head hitbox is a little bit smaller. Uh, the Junkrat changes went through, that his uh, projectiles maintain slightly more velocity on Ricochet. Um, the Concussion Mine uh, will now Ricochet less off of enemy players, which we were surprised that it did at all. Um, and its projectile speed has been increased, and Total Mayhem got the buff that it deserves, as we mentioned last week. Thank God. Uh, with with uh, more rapid detonation and higher bomb spread uh, when you die. May's uh, Ice Block, her Cryo Freeze, now behaves exactly like Ice Wall uh, when it comes to ability interactions, so that's a thing. Oh, uh, Mercy's left like healing increased from 15. <laughs> It's true, because wow. yeah, I don't know what the difference was between ice wall and ice block, yeah. but uh, I assume they added some kind of thing rather than taking it away. Yeah, huh? Um, yeah, Mercy's left click healing got a buff, uh, fifty to fifty five HPS. Uh, so you'll be doing a little bit more healing there. Uh, Moira's biotic orbs got a nerf. Um, uh, well, a, a rework, I guess, because they're faster now. Uh, the damage radius is smaller and the projectile duration is lower. Um, you know, it's help a little bit with the random spam from across the map type stuff. Reinhardt's head hitbox actually got uh, made smaller as well, which I didn't see the first time I looked through this. That's interesting. 
to note. Um, and Zen's Discord orbs got a buff and now increased 30% damage instead of 25. Um, and then, like, five hours later, um, Briggs' repair pack uh, will now no longer continue to be active if you swap to a different hero, which presumably also affects Echo as well, now that I think about it. Um, but if you are Brig and you give armor to somebody and then swap, I guess they lose the armor, um, as well as whatever heal over time they might still have left. Okay. Um, Apparently that was a bug. I believe... Yeah, well, I believe Sleep Tart does that as well, question mark. Yeah, I don't know. That if you swap, the person wakes up? No clue. I'm not sure if that's the case. I'm not the person You say has. yes, okay. <laughs> uh, so that's the thing. All right. But yeah, so lots of lots of some tune, some tuning, some you know technical stuff, but also a balance patch. All of that has gone through, and none of that will be in the Overwatch League this weekend. Yep. <laughs> is the the short version of that, which I mean is fine. That's yeah. Um, we'll have plenty of stuff to pay attention to already this weekend. Yeah, because it's a whole new world. Because uh, there are no banned heroes, Joe. Uh, so that's the most interesting part about this weekend. Uh, we don't need that patch change quite yet. Uh, speaking of this weekend, I guess we can go through our brackets now, Joe. Um, we fully predicted brackets, um, of course, using preds.slimin.io. <laughs> um, you can do that, too, if you'd like. Uh, you have to predict who, what the teams are going to pick, and that's what we also had to do because, of course, this tournament uh, requires a lot of teams to pick their opponents. Uh, they get that advantage, which makes sense because uh, y- you had a very small sample size here. So um, believe uh, it, there are a lot of discrepancies, like believing that uh, the LA Valiant is a better team than the Paris Eternal, for example, which I think a lot of people don't believe. Uh, but Valiant got that by anyways. Um, so that's the reason that's in place. We, me and Joe, our picks, of course, are replaced with a full bracket here. We not only get points for picking the right winner, but we get points if they pick the correct team we choose. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a whole big thing, and we'll be in, in contact this weekend. Um, probably won't be live tweeting completely, but I think I just calculated there's 28 points at stake this weekend. That's a uh, lot of points. And yeah, considering it's 35 to 34 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be a lot of points. Yep. <laughs> Um, but I guess we'll go with the Asian region first because that one's a lot smaller, Joe, um, in which this one is already picked for us um, as far as the first round goes. So we, we didn't need to do anything there. You have the Spark versus the Dynasty, the Excelsior versus the Hunters, um, and the Dragons versus the Spitfire. If you take a look at the order they picked in, the Dragons ended up wanting to face the Spitfire, Excelsior wanted to pick the Hunters, and then the Spark wanted to or had to pick the dynasty not wanted um because they were the only team left um but as far as this round goes we have the same three teams uh dynasty excelsior dragons advancing i think that's nothing out of the ordinary there i think those are the pretty safe picks so yeah i mean it's technically an upset of seoul over hangzhou um but it's yeah certainly not outside of the realm of possibility yeah, I mean, if you if you've listened to the rest of this podcast, I think we both agreed Soul's probably going to be looking a little different um, because they can play double shield. So uh, the semifinals is where it differs, though, Joe, because um, 
you have picked the Guangzhou Charge to beat the Seoul Dynasty, and I have picked the Seoul Dynasty to beat, to beat the Guangzhou Charge. We both picked the Dragons to beat the Excelsior on the other side. Um, but Joe, why do you got the Charge against the Dynasty? You think you think uh, Double Shield isn't going to be able to be successful in this meta? What 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 are your thoughts? Uh, yes, so uh, we we talked about how uh, you know Guangzhou's uh, potentially not. Uh, they had an incredibly strong, uh, incredibly strong schedule um, this this month, but uh, the results definitely have been there. Um, and yeah, I think uh, it is going to depend a lot about uh, where. Uh, put it this way: I think the result of this match is going to depend a lot more on uh, Seoul than it will on Guangzhou. Uh, <laughs> just in terms of what they decide they're comfortable playing. Uh, how they're able to execute what they're comfortable playing, um, and and that kind of thing. Um, I, I think if they have a really really solid game over Hangzhou, they're going to have a pretty solid game over over uh, Guangzhou in the second round. Um, it's just a matter of seeing um, exactly how that goes. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I personally think Seoul will have a little bit more success here in this tournament. I don't think they'll win at all. We both picked the Dragons to win it all. Um, my, yeah, I know Seoul just beat Dragons when they were able to play Double Shield, but um, I feel like Dragons will be more f- feel more free to play what they want to play uh, without hero bands. So I'm going Seoul, or I'm going Shanghai. Joe's also going Shanghai. Pretty safe pick there for both of us. I think everyone still agrees Shanghai is the best team in the Asian region. So Yeah, I'm thinking so. Yep. Uh, by the way, if you want to follow along to, uh, with the graphic, uh, Joe, I imagine, has tweeted this out by the time uh, I we post this episode. So you can go to our Twitter, On The Flank Show, and look, have a, have a physical representation of our picks. So I'd, that, that would also help me so I don't have to like explain, visualize the bracket for you, uh, especially for this next one, because it's a lot. I've, the first round's super simple, obviously. One game, Defiant versus Titans. Um, both me and Joe think Defiant are going to win this one, <laughs> which is a pretty popular pick, I'd say. Um, and that, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I, would, I would be surprised to see tons of uh, other things here. Um, yeah, and then we move on to the knockouts where this is where teams officially get to start picking, um, picking who they want to face. So me and Joe already have some differences. We have two games that are the same, but we have swapped the Uprising and Justice. Maybe I'm on a little bit of an Uprising high because I thought the Eternal would pick the Justice um, and Rain would pick the Uprising. We both think, or Joe thinks, the Eternal are going to choose the Uprising and the Rain are going to choose the Justice. And then we both have the Gladiators choosing Defiant and the Fuel choosing the Outlaws, which is kind of cool. We get another Battle for Texas in there, which... Has been happening in like show matches, kind of. Um, Absolutely, yeah. It, I mean, if it's if it's going to be as one sided as all this other Battle for Texas stuff has been, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Dallas is going to be happy to have that uh, that pick left to them. Yeah, exactly. I think they want to pick the Outlaws. <laughs> um, but uh, do we? I think we we all we picked winning the knockouts, no matter who was chosen between the Uprising Justice. We, we picked the favorites in every game. We picked Eternal, Rain, Gladiator's Fuel to move on to the next round. Um, so 
no differences in our bracket besides that little pick there. I guess we could talk about it, but I think it's clear why I, I have a little bit of uprising bias here. Um, so uh, we'll we'll talk about who these other teams are picking because we do have we do have some differences there. Um, Joe has the shock choosing the Paris Eternal to face, which is interesting. Joe, um, it's, it's true. Yeah, I'm trying to. Do they get? Yeah, they get the first pick of that round. Yeah. Um, which is that would be a very tough match. But honestly, we've seen it done before. We've seen teams just say, "Hey, I want to face the best team now and just get it over with." <laughs> um, we've seen teams. I mean, obviously, debatably, there are better teams here than them. But um, I personally think out of those four, Eternal's the best. So um, I have Eternal left to the Valiant. I, I don't think Fusion Mayhem or Shock want to face the Eternal out of those four teams. I have the Shock facing the Fuel, Valiant facing Eternal, as I said, Fusion uh, with the Gladiators and Mayhem with the Rain. Joe has Shock, Eternal, Valiant, Rain, Fusion, Gladiators, Mayhem, Fuel. Um. So only same one was Fusion Gladiators, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be definitely interesting to see how that uh, shakes down. But yeah, I mean, as far as the picks go, um, I think um, it's relatively relatively confident that like San Francisco um, either has beaten or can beat, obviously, all four of those teams. Yeah, honestly. Um, and I'm trying to think... Uh, well, I'd have to look and see who they played recently, but um, it, it, I think uh, it, it, I don't know, think about the shock that the advantage of um, reaching out and play and um, uh, you, you know potentially somebody who might not even be expecting to play you. I don't know. That's that could be a thing. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. It's I won't pretend I've got some big. Um, <laughs> big complicated elaborate <laughs> uh you know 40 chess kind of kind of play going on in my head but um but, but yeah i could definitely see where 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 shock wants or you, you know sitting down rating the teams that uh the, the you know paris is is where they end up going i don't know all right yeah i mean anything could happen honestly that's the most exciting part about this pick system is teams can do that um the fans would much rather see the shock face the eternal and like the semis are the finals. Uh, so that would kind of piss off the fans. If the shock were to piss, pick the best team in like the semifinals, I forgot that. I think they also get to pick in the semifinals too. So I, I ran my bracket actually like that wasn't going to happen. Um, so I don't know if they, I, my semifinals are shock versus eternal fusion versus mayhem. Joe's is shock versus valiant and fusion versus fuel. So he has a little bit of an upset to explain with the fuel over Mayhem, which honestly I could kind of see because Mayhem hasn't had the hardest schedule, right? So yeah, I mean, who who have they beaten? They've beaten like Boston twice in the last four games. They beat Vancouver and Washington. they beat Washington Justice. Um, they beat Paris more recently than that, and it's not been since week eight. Um, Granted, it's not been since week eight that's Florida that Florida lost. I guess that's technically in their advantage, um, but yeah, not exactly a super hard schedule. And I think um, they definitely in the in the Dallas Florida matchup. I've got my money on Dallas. Uh, you know whether whether that actually happens is a, is a different question, but uh, that'd be what I'd say. Yeah, I think it, honestly, I think it's possible, Joe. I'm not gonna rail on you for this pick. I. 
Like I, I don't, we haven't seen the Washington justice face a worthy opponent and a good, or I mean the Florida mayhem face a good opponent, a good amount of time, obviously Paris, the last one they faced and they ended up winning, but, um, which is getting more and more impressive as eternal starts to dominate. But, um, yeah, I, I do want to see mayhem. This is what I'm excited about. We get to see mayhem face good teams here. Uh, in my bracket, they would face fusion, which, uh, would be very interesting to see how they stack up against them. Um, but it doesn't matter who their who the shock infusions opponents are in either of our brackets. Cause we both have them facing each other in the finals, but we have different results. Joe, I have picked the shock. You have picked the fusion. I, I am not shocked. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> believed you were going to pick the fusion since the moment this, uh, may melee was announced. So, uh, Oh yeah, and I mean they haven't played each other yet this season. I don't think this um, this is what so we this want. Is, this is what we want. I, absolutely, I mean this is going to be like a big thing. Uh, <laughs> obviously, San Francisco Shock, uh, reigning champions of the league. But uh, we've talked for so long about how Philly Fusion, um, New York was in the conversation too before they moved to Asia. But Philly Fusion at yeah, the top of the Atlantic Division, like you know, you know. Not, uh, not really a question about it. Uh, I mean, shock with what two losses this season uh, to LA Valiant and LA Gladiators that one week, uh, and then they uh, they had some close ones since. But, um, but yeah, I just really want to see this match, honestly. Um, and and um, it is, and it's not out of the question uh, for Philly to take it. Um, and that would just be super cool. So <laughs> those are my those are my reasons. Uh, it's reasonable and it's super cool, um, and that's why I'm picking uh, Philly over San Francisco in the finals. Please give us this match, please. <laughs> um, we have been yeah. Imagine if we don't get it for some reason. If, if like eternal, like Toronto really goes good? on some streak. <laughs> yeah, Eter- like either eternal or mayhem actually are really good, and they pull off an upset. It's like oh, that's sad. <laughs> um, which they should because we've seen fusion beat eternal it's been super close every time they faced each other so um if eternal do play a shock in the semifinals or somewhere else that should give us a good indication of where shock stacks with fusion um so it'll be interesting i I really want to i mean we've seen shock fusion and uh dragons dominate their respective divisions all year now i just i really want to see those teams play each other because we haven't yet so those three teams are like the teams to beat. Um, we still don't get to see the dragons face either of those teams, but dragons dynasty won't be bad either. Like that dynasty when it's their meta, obviously look like one of the best teams. So, uh, overall, I'm super excited for this weekend. This is going to be great. Um, as a person who on this podcast has denounced stages as being confusing and weird, um, I kind of miss them, Joe. I kind of miss stages. I, I didn't. Now that they're gone, I I kind of miss them. So I, I'm glad we have one of these back. It's very nice. Oh, and I lost Joe on the call, unfortunately. Very unfortunate. Um, well, I'm just gonna end the podcast here <laughs> without Joe. Uh, if you want to follow us on our social medias, you could follow me at GWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. Uh, we mentioned the show Twitter earlier on the show. It's at on the flag show. You can email us on the flag show at gmail.com or tweet at us if you have any 
recommendations, any suggestions, any topics you want us to talk about, any corrections. We've got some corrections here and there, which is very nice, makes us smarter people. Uh, you're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it a different way, you go to on-the-flank.pinecast.co, my personal YouTube channel, John George. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening. and Tune into that main melee. It's going to be great.